SoFloRadio.com. You should have let him kill me, because I'm going to kill you. I'll catch up with you. I don't know when, but I'll catch up. Every time you turn around, expect to see me. There's one time you'll turn around and I'll be there. What you gonna play now? Bobby, I don't know. But what's an ever I play, it's got to be funky. Yeah. One, two, three, make, make it funky. Make it funky. Huh. Make it funky. I got to yeah, whatever I play, it's got to be funky. Good afternoon and welcome to the Groove Dine. I am Tony C. Of course, joined live in the studio by my man George. He is Los Georges. He handles so many things. The mixing, the engineering, the production, the chip to my chat. God bless him. I'm handling all kinds of things. Handling all kinds of things. God bless because nothing happens without a team effort. Of course, every Groove centers around an attitude of gratitude. I get to live the dream. Mucho mahalo. To everybody tuning in here in America and around the world. Wow, what a week. Interesting stuff. Lots and lots of stuff to get to today. I'll be talking about various things that caught my eye. The big subjects, of course. Buenos dias, Cuba. Welcome back, baby. You know what? Promises, as as John Kerry said, promises made, promises kept. Also... Why Donald Trump running for president is a good thing for the American electorate. I swear to God, by the end of the show, you're already on board with this. I will have every... Maybe for different reasons. For different reasons. I'm going to give you the reasons that, in my opinion, matter. And they've got the Donald Trump insult generator. I said, well, after this show, they're going to have to come up with the Donald Trump compliment generator. Because I'm propping... I'm putting this guy up on a pedestal. And no... I'm not looking, you know, to get a bird's eye view of that crotchal region. I'm putting him up there because he deserves to be up there. <laughs> so I thought you might appreciate that. <laughs> nice image. Thank you. I know. Also, you know what? It was great this week. I saw that uh, Fareed Zakaria and Bill Maher have jumped on the Tony Coleman bandwagon. So I'll be talking about those guys coming in second because I got there first. All of that, of course, is going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Yeah, I've got some Robert Gordon, some Steel Pulse. Got some Audio Slave for the drive groove, of course. Get those RPMs up to that red line area. It's just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood, Florida. Just past 8 o'clock on the big island of Hawaii. Just past... 7 o'clock at night, the Blessed Plot, Lutheran St. Anne's, and yeah, RCG handling all of my Eastern Bloc operations. Just past 10 o'clock in Istanbul, Turkey, where Erdogan is still getting his groove on and on. Apparently a bird shit on Erdogan's head. There's a picture of it. I saw that. Thought people would enjoy that little thing. They say that it's supposed to be good luck. I'm just saying if the foo bird, you know, is it the, the foo bird shit? Yeah, there, yeah. The, foo- the, the, the shoe fits, if the foo bird, yeah. <laughs> So, also, I got a particular shout-out going out today. A couple friends of mine, hope they're listening in. Cassia and Maria up on 129th in Combat. That's the Sugar. That is the Sugar Hill Gang, for sure, because that's the Sugar Hill section of Harlem up there. Best meals I've ever eaten. 129th in Convent. Best home-cooked meals I've ever eaten. My friend Maria. That is food. Maria and Cassia, big shout-out. Y'all about ready to get your groove on? You got that look on your face. Hey, Grooveteers, saddle up and stick around. We got a great one for you. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. 
like a panther Cause you know yes is my answer My mind is in the dirt Making my pie The heavy heat stretch Open my eyes You don't need a subway token Nature's feet remains unspoken Sun is shining through the leaves On the wildflowers in the weeds who have no idea what they're about to walk into. Down here to have a good time, they figure. Why not give poker a try? After all, how different can it be from the home games they've played their whole lives? All the luck in the world isn't going to change things for these guys. They're simply overmatched. We're not playing together. But then again, we're not playing against each other either. It's like the nature channel. You don't see piranhas eating each other, do you?
Robert Gordon someday, some way. That one going out to Howie out there. Howie was just up in New York City at the Lone Star reunion. Robert Gordon played there. Kinky Friedman, a whole bunch of other people. So I dug up the 45 version of that. Uh, George is over here. He's like, is this a mono recording? He's like, no, it's early <laughs> stereo. You know, they did live in the studio kind of thing. Before that, a little clip from Rounders. Uh, George... He has never seen the movie Rounders. I find That's my it, homework assignment. I really is. I've I've already informed George that uh, he has to watch that movie this week. It's a must see. Before that, D Light Picnic in the Summertime, kicking it off. A new band. They're called The Connection. The name of the song is Don't Come Back. Thanks to Little Stevens Underground Garage for turning me on to that little ditty right there. Wow, what a week! Lots of stuff. Much stuff caught my eye this week. Um. <laughs> Boy, the list of things that are going on. I'll tell you, uh, gas in the Midwest. You know, I just just gassed up two thirty nine, two thirty nine at the Raceway on eighty four. Then I come down here and see the Shell station on uh, Hollywood is two seventy five. Yeah. Like, well, that's a bit of a because I I now gas is so cheap. I'm using the mid grade now. Rocket fuel on Sterling uh, West. It's in between University and uh, you know I ninety five, like on Davy Road, right yeah. there, right there. It's two thirty five yesterday. Jesus, how much yeah. you like that? Here's the thing: if you happen to live in the Midwest, I want to get though, us up and resell it. <laughs> well, if you want to resell it, gas take as much gas as you can and drive up to Ohio because in the Midwest right now, gas prices are now up at four dollars a gallon, and the reason is is because in Indiana the the BP, the British Petroleum Refinery, which is the largest, it's the fifth largest refinery in the United States, and it's the largest one in the Midwest, so it supplies most of the gas, has gone down for, and I quote, unscheduled maintenance. Boy, I'm, I'm shocked. i got to <laughs> tell you, I'm surprised that they managed to find some time to raise gas prices for, you know, 50 million Midwesterners. So these people, gas prices went up 50 cents in three days. Outside of Chicago, you know these people are now paying four dollars a gallon. I'm paying, you know, two forty a gallon. Unscheduled maintenance. I like that one. I have, I have a feeling that, uh, you know, that it got it suddenly when they realized their their props are going down, they suddenly found time to fit it into the schedule. <laughs> Something else caught my eye this week. The FDA, in their infinite wisdom, has decided to allow doctors to prescribe children as young as eleven oxycontin. Yep. Yep. So we can. So here's the thing: I don't think we have enough heroin addicts in the country. So I like the fact that we're breeding them the younger. Sure. You know, now that they can't smoke, why not well, get them hooked on oxy? They don't have a big shelf life anyway. So you really, you what, really the to the oxy. They, they, well, once <laughs> once once they get hooked, you know, they, they don't have a lot of staying power. So you really want to start young when they're all fresh and uh, and springy. <laughs> fresh and I like that one. I uh, who's it? Uh, Chris Christie did a fundraiser. He had a fundraiser out on Long Island at the uh, Guy Cohn, who uh, you know everybody in his company got busted for uh, insider trading. He, of course, this is the guy that had like half a billion dollars worth of artwork, you know, in his house. He set up an entire a Ponzi scheme, you know, under the guise of being an investment, you know, a, a uh, you know an investment house or whatever. So this is who Chris Christie's in bed with. And we'll be talking about money and politics later on because Trump is pulling back the veil on this. But, you know, so we know who Christie's uh, pimp is, and that's Cohn. Christie is Cohn's whore bitch. Right? Right. That's who he is. He's Cohn's bitch. Let's just get it straight. Every person running for office other than Trump and Bernie Sanders is somebody's 
bitch. Period. And this is what's so fun. We love that shit. We're going to talk all about that later. Also, I spotted um, one of these things. Uh, the EPA, apparently. Well, here's the other thing. You know, the, the EPA, they, they were fixing a mine, I guess, in Colorado. And they uh, unleashed millions of gallons of, I guess, metal-infused, chemical-infused sludge into this river. The first thing yeah. that caught my eye is that they show this winding little river by mm. a beautiful golf course. That is a yeah. golf course I would love to play. I would love to play that golf course. And especially if they can get it green like that. I mean, I, I just figure if they leave it like that, it's going to be perfect for one day a year. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> perfect. They're just getting a jump on things. There are apparently 500,000 abandoned mines in the United States really? of America. 500,000 abandoned mines. Now, obviously, some are small, some are yeah. big. Some of these are like, you know, Joe Blow went out there in the gold rush in the 1840s sure. and built himself a little mine. And then others, of course, are major, major industrial mines. And the EPA has a budget, I wrote this down, $2.2 billion spent. Um, and $2.2 billion is the budget. Uh, that they have to to clean this up, and this isn't part of stuff like I don't. I'm not sure if this is part of what what used to be called Superfund. Okay. Okay, yeah. and stuff like that. But I heard somebody uh, make a comment that was very interesting. They said this is really this this thing that happened with the EPA because the EPA did this. They yeah. did it. Right. Nobody, you know, they're cleaning up somebody else's garbage, and then they made even more garbage. You know, accidents are going to happen. I'll say this about the EPA: they came out, took responsibility for it, day one. So unlike companies out there, they fucked up and they admitted it. I don't like the fact that they fucked up, but at least they're not trying to pawn it off on somebody else. They know they screwed up. This is really the canary in the coal mine because we're going to have to deal with this. We have to deal with, you know, these mountains of coal sludge Mm -hmm. that every once in a while break off and, you know, destroy whatever town happens to be at the bottom of the mountain. That's a place in one of the Carolinas, I think. They had like yeah. a really terrible holding there. And this got me to thinking because last week, a city that nobody has ever heard of, Tianjin in China, which has a population equivalent to that of New York, blew up. Yeah. The city blew up. Okay. And I was just watching the news this morning. The chemicals that were being stored there that apparently blew up. The way it happened was is that they weren't – the chemicals – there were more of that chemical being stored there than is legally allowed. It was too close to where residents live. There were all kinds of things that were wrong. Now, this is China. Yeah. So my I- first... I- illegal... Uh, whose law? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I thought I thought it was really nice to see them coming around to the American way of doing business, which is, you know, closing the barn door after the horses sure. run away yeah. and is on somebody else's property at this point, shitting all over that. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is that, you know... I don't know if anybody has managed to see the pictures, but it is it is a apocalyptic yeah. landscape. And, you know, the next Mad Max film, don't clean this sure. place up. Just shoot it right there. Mad Max goes to China. This is what the world is going to look like after we mm-hmm. screw it up over and over again. Chinese state, state uh, media is giving the numbers of injured and missing and stuff like that. It's in the hundreds. There's no way something like this happens and thousands of people don't die. Right. Okay? There's just no way. It, I, I saw these pictures this morning, and it's like a nuclear bomb. It, it, it's like they got nuked. It's like mm-hmm. they got nuked. Ash everywhere. Everything. Buildings blown up. It, yeah. it, it's, and they said it was the equivalent of something like 8,000 tons 
mm-hmm. 8,000 tons of TNT. I can't even, I don't even, I, that, I can't even wrap my mind yeah. around that. So a city nobody's ever heard of with a population of 11 million just blew up. <laughs> and the fumes mm. from this chemical are now out in the air. Yeah. And forget about people in China. This is now part of our atmosphere. These things are now in the atmosphere. I read an article that said that a body, that person that died 100 years ago Mm -hmm. and a person that died now, the difference between somebody who dies now, they have 100,000 more chemicals in their body than a person did 100 years ago. Now, obviously, many of them are in microscopic forms, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But the diseases that we have today, um, things that are coming back that didn't seem to be a problem then it makes me wonder how much of it actually i'm not wondering i know for a fact we're doing it to ourselves sure we're doing it to ourselves this is now part of the atmosphere well maybe some of that atmospheric chemical will go good with my fukushima fukushima sushi that i'm absolutely enjoying. you know that I, uh, fukushima tuna sushi yeah very high in lead i you know i'm, I'm thinking that uh, it'll go it'll go well i like my fish i like my fish cooked with fishing <laughs> you like that one? There you go. Get the drums. Scientific <laughs> jokes. We we cover everything here. We're going to be talking about a brand new day in Cuba. Obviously, George, you're going to be uh, on a ball the with designated this. Cuban. Here's my ID. There it is. You you got your Cuban ID. Well, your family's yeah. from Cuba, though. Yeah, I was born there. You were born in Cuba, so sure. Perfect. We're going to be talking about that. Obviously, the, the great thing I thought about that was you know even now. One of the great comments about that, before we get to the music, I, the, the guy that was covering it for one of the news stations said, 15 years ago, had I come down here when they were talking, they were comparing it to when Ellie, the Elian kid, Elian yeah, Gonzalez. Uh, yes. Okay. Alien Gonzalez. Alien Gonzalez. He said, 15 years ago, had I been down here in Little Havana at Cafe Versailles, and I had been speaking about wanting to open relations with Cuba, I'd have been killed. Yes. Now... I can say it freely, and there's nobody here to challenge me. Uh, I don't know. You'll definitely get a dirty look. He'll at get the very it. Least. But you know what? Not, not you know. But he'll he gets a dirty look, but he gets to go home alive. Yeah, those people are going away. They're the old dying. Guard, the, yeah, They're dying. There's a few left with so the coughing up blood. We're going to talk about promises made, promises kept. The uh, the Marines that were actually there when the place closed, they were there when it right. opened. But I want to get to some more uh, music here. Uh, a friend of mine, Gab, Gabby, is going through one of these, you know, 50 songs in 50 days remembering her life. And one of them was from the Buzzcocks. And I, you know, I was like, great tip. There it is. I'm going to play a Buzzcocks song. I saw the Buzzcocks. Um, I think this song, this is the original 45 version of Orgasmatic, which I dug up. So it's different than the version that was on the album uh, Singles Going Steady was the Buzzcocks album. Saw these guys at Haraz with two other bands, The Stimulators and a band called The Speedies, which was a bunch of 15 and 16-year-olds from the Music and Art High School. What a great show. That was 78 78 or 79, I think. And I went there with my friend John Lynch, who I then ended up being in a band called You Suck. That was the name of our band. So we always had fun. This is the guy that punched the holes in in between the, the dressing room and the girls' bathroom at CBGB's and had Hilly Crystal screaming at the top of his lungs, which is something Hilly did not do very often, but I witnessed it. We got a set coming up, and then we're going to talk Cuba, and then then it's going to be Trump time. It's Trump time. We loved I'm This is Trump bit, foreplay, right? No, I'm a little bit rock and roll. He's a little bit off his rocker. It's going to be fun. We got a whole set coming up. I got Buzzcocks. I got Gentle Giant. I got Steel Pulse. It's the Groovathon. 
on SoFloRadio.com. Well, you've tried it just for once, found it all right for kicks. But now you find out that it's a habit that sticks and you're on all gasmatics. You're on all gasmatics. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on your jeans. And you're on all gasmatics. You're on all gasmatics.
here we are, protected. Free to make our profits without Kifa over the goddamn Justice Department and the FBI. 90 miles away, partnership with a friendly government. 90 miles? It's nothing. Just one small step looking for a man that wants to be president of the United States and having the cash to make it possible. I'm 
Steel Pulse, who's responsible. That originally from True Democracy. That's an entire set of bands. I've seen all of them live. I've seen a lot of these people live now that I look at it. I've seen Robert Gordon live. I've seen Delight live. That was Steel Pulse. Uh, who responsible for that? Hyman Roth telling you the way it is. It's just one small step waiting for a man who wants to be president and having the cash happen. Ain't that the truth? Before that, Gentle Giant, two weeks in Spain. That is from their album, The Missing Piece. I saw them around probably the same year, I think, I saw the Buzzcocks. They played at uh, what used to be the Dr. Pepper Festival at Walman Rink in Central Park. So I'm there kicking off the set, the Buzzcocks, Orgasm Addicts. It says, saw them at Haraz. Some other things that uh, I noticed this week, the NWA movie just, you know, broke every, you know, was the number one movie this weekend. I'm not going to go see it. I'm not going to go see it. To me, it is a glorified behind the music, produced by the people who are actually behind the music. These guys right. aren't like, they're not anymore. <laughs> these guys, these guys are now part of the billionaire class. You know, so that one, uh, I just thought I'd. Point that little ditty out before you go waste your money on that. I'm going to do the right thing and steal it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no way I'm paying to see that movie. I will absolutely be downloading that for free. I admit it. Either way, you know, and the thing is, when's it going to get the cable? Fight the power. Fight the power. Well, that's (laughs) Hey, man, who originally did Fight the Power? The Isley Brothers. The original version of, there you go, little little trivia there. They were gangsters before their time. They were, hey, the original gangster rapper. Johnny Cash, because he once yes, fucking shot a man in Reno yes, just to sir. watch him die. That's right. Johnny Cash is the original guy. Nobody's as badass as Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings. I'll take those two guys in a badass competition against anybody. Sure. Anybody. Anybody. I don't care who you are or what you're packing. These guys will stare down yeah. that gun and just tell you, stick it up your ass. Probably shove the gun right up your ass. Probably because these guys actually know how to use a gun. People pointing it at him are probably doing it sideways. The sideways. <laughs> the sideways. <laughs> the sideways point. Waylon Jennings to pull out, you know, whatever. 44 auto mag circa, you know, circa Dirty Harry. So, Friday morning, I, I had a very nice weekend. I got to stay at my uh, friend's place while he was in New York. And I watched after his dogs. And I spent time lounging around by his pool and barbecuing steaks and stuff like that. And... Watched a lot of news, and the thing was, I didn't have internet access at his house. For some reason, this is a guy who's got everything except Wi-Fi. I swear to God, he gets all of his stuff off the phone. He says everything is on the phone. Right. He's got computer, and he has a computer. Yeah, but he's got Dish TV. I'm like, get rid of it, get rid of Dish. Go, you know, I'm I'm one of the few people we're happy with Comcast. I love Comcast. Love Xfinity. I love yeah. it. I'm I'm happy. They done right by me. They have absolutely. And I took a look at what I was paying originally when I was out mm-hmm. in Hawaii. I had fabulous internet service, Aloha Broadband, 50 bucks a month straight up, satellite, and it was always great. But, I, you know, that combined with what I was paying for my direct TV out there, Dish TV, comes to more money than I'm paying right now for my Xfinity, Comcast cable, and my internet. And I get a landline. I'm paying less. I'm getting even better service. So I'm happy with all that. And I spent time writing down notes and watching all of the political stuff going on because, you know, stuff was happening. And before we get to Iowa what? and their deep-fried, on-a-stick, you know, thing, we're going to talk about, as John Kerry said, a promise made and a promise kept, which is Cuba. Cuba! See. Si. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, Cuba. We want... I love Cuba. Today... You know, ich ein <laughs> un cubano. Okay? 
There you go. The only people that have come out against it are the two people. The only uh, candidates that came out against it are the two you would expect the two from Florida. Is Jeb Bush and... Uh, right. Marco. And, yeah. And Polo. Marco Rubio, Polo, whatever. People keep talking about how he's like the new, exciting, young voice. He's like, no, he's young. But what he's saying is stale and old. He's, he's saying the same... He's old- got the same book, the same notebook. And it used to be... That you couldn't win the president. You needed to win Florida to win the presidency. And in order to win Florida, you had to win South Florida. In order to win South Florida, you had to deal with Cuban dissidents. That was you yeah. had you had to deal with the yeah. Cuba issue. Yes. Okay. Not so much anymore. Nope. Not the rest of the country does not give a fuck right. about this. They're like Cuba. Yeah, great. The, Sounds the like exile community. Right. right. It's just that, and they're dead. They're all the people that yeah. came over originally after the revolution, and then the next wave who came over in the Mariel boat lift. You know that that whole Mariel thing. was eighty. Yeah, so even half right. of those people. Right, exactly. They came over. They're thirty now. It's thirty-five years later. They're sixty-five. The kids, and more importantly, now at this stage, the grandchildren mm-hmm. of these people are like, "Hey, I want to go back to Cuba, man." Yeah. All right. If for no other reason than visit. I, if for no other reason than I want to see if I can get a good barn find on a fifty-five Bel Air convertible. There's some instant millionaires down no, there. No, the, you know, that was my first thought. But uh, there's a show on television. I, I brought this up several mm-hmm. weeks ago where they got guys down there with these two guys and they're putting cars back together. It's not original parts anymore. They've literally jerry-rigged yeah. these cars. So the there's no original parts. And, and everything is about provenance. If you watch Meekum or mm-hmm. the Meekum Auto Auctions or, more importantly, Barrett Jackson, the, the, the auto auction. It's all about patina is one thing, whether it's got that, that feel, that originality. Yeah. But the provenance, uh, original paperwork, original matching numbers, mm-hmm. original stuff, that stuff. So what you've got is the body of a 1955 Bel Air and nothing inside of it that actually came with it. Because at this point, <laughs> they've been swapping it out right. with, you know, whatever. But just the body of the 55 Sure, it's a Frankenstein. Though, it's but, These cars, you know, really, I swear to God, they're going to be – I'll bet you there are probably some people down there. That will be instant millionaires because they happen to have – they kept it in good shape. Yeah. Like they kept the original parts. They managed to do that, and they recognized the value of it, hopefully. So you're going to find big fins. You're going to – cars yeah. with fins. Those early six, late 50s, early 60s Cadillacs, you can land a helicopter on the hood of one of these things. The last – my uncle had a 72 um, Caddy convertible Eldorado. It was the last 500 cubic inch engine to roll off the GM plant. Like for years, this thing was enormous. I have bigger. I owned a. I had a Chevy Blazer that weighed like seven hundred pounds less than the uh, than the Caddy that my uncle had. My cousin wrapped it around a tree. Unfortunately, that brought a tear to my eye. Beautiful car, man. So down there in Cuba, we love these people, and they're ninety miles away. As Hyman Roth said, ninety miles. It's nothing. Right. It is nothing. If the this is one of those things that really brings to light the ineffectiveness of America's attitude towards countries we countries who are doing things that we don't like. Right. Now, you know, as I said last week, we, you know, we're not the only players in the world anymore. But the hypocrisy coming from people, I there was a there's one of these old codgers who still writes for the Sun Sentinel. Totally against the deal. This is bad. Yeah, there have been more uh, people jailed since January in Cuba than there were all of last year. I don't give a shit. 
I don't give a shit. Okay, mm. let me tell you what everybody has been saying. What Colin Powell said. He said, once we go, give us two years of mm. a relationship with Cuba, and communism will be gone. Right, gone, gone. Sure, gone. We said this last week. If you want them, just like with Iran, mm-hmm. if you want them to come into the fold, you have to show them why they want to be there. Yeah. You have to give them a living example. You have to come over. Hopefully, what's going to happen, they've been talking about in Cuba, um, uh, increasing Wi-Fi hotspots. Yeah. That's going to be a big thing. Exposure to the rest of the world is what brings somebody who has been isolated from yep. it back into it. Okay. Yeah, attrition mm-hmm. and trying to ignore your neighbor. Right. Doesn't you know if they think the Florida Straits is the equivalent of, you know, good fences make good neighbors, they're out of their freaking mind because these people, you know, we have this thing where if you put your foot on the land yeah, the wet foot, dry foot. Yeah, yeah wet foot, dry yeah. foot thing. Ninety miles. Yeah. Okay. Diana and I had swam it, for God's sakes. The guy keeps rigging up the cars to, and driving over. Absolutely. <laughs> these guys are going to come. Who knows? Hey, let me tell you. They've kept these cars running for 50, 60 years. Yes. So I have absolute confidence in their ability. You know, they're coming over here on I mean, boats, I think, is a liberal term for what these people are Well, you using. saw the guy that was rigging up the cars so that they would float. He would just like three times. And the this Coast is Guard what happens when they start them. getting James Bond movies yeah. down there. They get more creative. They're like, holy shit, a car that goes in the water? Well, yep. I've got the car, and we're surrounded by water. The Coast Guard kept scuttling. The, they would keep uh, – uh, they would uh, – what is it? Intercept the, the car boat, uh, take the people off of it, and then scuttle the car boat. Right, keep the car boat. Come on. Like I said, you know, if, it's the old expression. If You know, one of the other things is I, I think – and I'm, I'm here to tell you. I think one of the first things that is really going to help our countries – become friends again is going to be baseball yeah they are fanatics they're out of their mind and some of the best baseball players in the world in the world right now that we've never heard of are right are playing right now down there you know that's why the cubans embraced baseball this is pre-spanish well, castro, european castro was a minor league player goes before that pre revolution cuba wanted to identify with the new world and send a message to spain that we're a part of the new world not the old world and they discarded bullfighting and embraced baseball huh? yeah as a, as a statement we love it uh, america's yeah. pastime being exports yeah. great my favorite i love no bullfighting they still bullfight in mexico Bex- they bullfight in spain, spain but they don't bullfight in cuba they do baseball instead well you know what i think that's a yeah. good thing yeah you we see? should be embracing that we should be embracing them wanting to their their sure. love and passion for what is what do we call it? That's right. It's America's pastime. Walt Whitman said in the eighteen eighteen forties or fifties, "This is America's game. Baseball is America's game." You know, and if Walt Whitman likes it, we should be exporting it. That's that's where I come from. I think that's going to be it. I think Sandy Alderson of the Mets, get ye to Cuba, get down there, buddy, because we got pitching out the yin yang Mets. Still in first place. I just, I have to bring this up. The Mets won four straight games against Colorado Rockies. Then they just lost three. Two of them were heartbreakers in extra innings to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So we've lost three in a row. That's the that's the uh, the bad news. The good news is that the team chasing us in our division, the Washington Nationals, has lost six in a row. So while we keep losing, we've actually gained ground. We're now four and a half up on the Washington Nationals that everybody picked to win everything. We're, you know what? Welcome to the new Mets era. Welcome to the new era of Mets baseball. Sandy Alderson, get ye to Cuba.
go down there and find us the next wave of talent. That's going to be it. They love baseball. We love baseball. That and cars, I think, are going to be two of the great things. Now, tourism, how many fat people in a thong, fat Americans in a thong, you think they want to see down there? All of them. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The Canadians have been going down there for years, so yeah, but they're, <laughs> they're used. They're to not. It. Yeah, they're but immunized. That's not like you know, Mom Pa Kettle from Kansas. You know, who have t- both of whom. Bienvenido, have- Americano. Hey, vamos a la playa. We love absolutely. <laughs> I think it's going to be. You know, I I think this is one of the great things that we're doing. Attrition doesn't work. Okay, you can't just tell somebody to go screw themselves for years and years and years when. Their descendants have a massive population in the you know in our country. There's a huge Cuban population. And, and by there. the way, why do you think I have to keep explaining it to the gringos all the time? Why do you think all these Cubans are over here? You open relations up and eliminate the problem, and there won't be this need for all the Cubans to come over here. Yeah, and go. and there's, oh, how many of them are going to go back? Some, right? More this than is, one. This has always been my. My counter-argument sure. people are like, we shouldn't be sending money to foreign countries when we have there people, when we need that money here. Okay, 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 let's get a few things straight. I agree on one level. We should be feeding our own sure. Twenty-five Charity of, begins at home. Absolutely. 25% of this country's children go to bed, have, are, are food insecure. Mm-hmm. This is America, for God's sakes. However, when we don't spend money abroad, those problems tend to come back at us. They come back to us. Uh, if people are happy over there, they're not going to keep trying to come here right. illegally. And they were. People don't understand. Cuba wasn't like Mexico before. Cuba was doing just fine. It was thriving. For 500 years, it was thriving until this commie business. Well, no, until the mob came in. It was still thriving. All right? For who? The white people. Thank you. The, the 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 influx of refugees didn't happen until after Castro. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Well, so even even as a plantation nation, nobody was coming to America in droves, including the underprivileged. All right, because there was still enough of an economy that uh, everybody was happy. Maybe different levels of happiness, but everybody had something to do. All right. Well, okay. Good. There you go. I thought, you it, was, you, I thought it was the mob that started their downfall, but I guess it was. I well, guess it was just the, plain the old revolution communism. was a reaction to that corrupt system that was going on. But uh, but the reaction was a revolution. It wasn't everybody. Let's go to America. Right, okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They. Okay. I communism it. is what ended it all, and everybody had to come over here. And you know what? It's going to go down in flames the way communism always does. And, yep. and let's keep in mind that we're not talking about socialism. We no. are talking about communism. It is a totalitarian society. So let's you know. You want to badmouth socialism, you should at least know exactly what it is and the difference between that and what you actually are badmouthing, which is communism. So let's try and keep our name straight. I think it's going to be, you know, and also the Castros, they keep talking about the Castros being in charge and being in power. I have a feeling it's the people around them sure. that are running the camp. These guys are, you know, they're 90 million years old. They're going to croak any minute It's a now. cadre now. But I will tell you something else. They have managed to live this long. What does that say about the state of medical care? That potentially yeah, lung, is available. Lung cancer and, vaccine. We love it. Yeah. We love it. As a smoker, I'm all over that. Yeah. Thank God. I'm, you know, please. You I'm begging you. Enjoy those cigarettes a little bit longer. I, you damn skippy. <laughs> actually, actually, that's not true. I'm going to be quitting because mommy wants Tony to quit. And you're thanks, welcome. mom. You are welcome. There you go, mom. Say thank you to George. He's been riding me like a trick pony on this one and deservedly so. Don't I die. Mean.
hey, you know what? I got to quit smoking. I yeah. got to quit smoking. It's a bad value. It's, How's that? It, if nothing else. You know what? I, I started to look at it the same way I do as people who don't wear their safety belt when they're in a car. If I get a new car, I always put on my safety belt. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine said, by not doing that, it just shows you don't give a shit about yourself. Sure. Why wouldn't you do something to make yourself safer that's that right. easy and there, and by the way, that you're legally obligated to do? I look at it the same way. Why wouldn't I do something to increase my safety? And that's going to mean quitting smoking. Amen. So what are you going to do? Of course, if Cuba, you know, now that we're back, though, I'm going to I'm going to give up cigarettes and take up cigars. Good. You know, you know, somebody was telling me that Cuba now doesn't actually have like the best cigars. They're, in the world. they're not. The growers went elsewhere. Elsewhere. They, and they took the seeds with them to the Dominican Republic and yep. other in South Jamaica. America, Tampa, the Tampa, Ybor, Tampa, Ybor City area. Honduras is a big. Uh, sure. Those those the families that made Cuban cigars famous be, had to get out. Right. Well, guess what? Wouldn't it be nice if they were allowed to go back? And and start doing what uh, they what they originally were so great at that, in a place where we know that we're going to get the best product. Right. There is. Well, that's that's a big that's a very interesting point because a lot of American individuals and a lot of American companies, not just American, you know, Cuban individuals uh, and companies, uh, as well as other foreign uh, individuals and companies, had their properties seized. Uh, by the yeah, Cuban government. So who's going to get what back? Right. That was that's the other thing. Uh, uh, Castro and Cuba are saying that they want America to give them a bunch of money for all the money they lost because of the trade embargo. And of course, the Americans in Cuba yeah. are saying we, we want, want you guys. We want our five billion dollars back in reparations for the property you snagged from yeah. us. They're not going to get the property back, but they'd like the cash equivalent. Right. Now, the cash equivalent then, now, whatever. I'm gonna, I, it's going to be a fun watch. It's, it is. It's going to be interesting. And you know what? They, they may have a point. I, I think it would be interesting. This is like people who claimed art after um, the Second World War mm-hmm. that the Nazis stole from them and sure. then it was stashed by sure. the Swiss. You know, those. they're neutral. They're neutral scumbags is what they we're, are. They're neutral. They're, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> But uh, I, you know, I'd like to see something along those lines. And we've got, you know, the 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 information now. This isn't all about paperwork anymore. That was the thing about the Nazis. That was really one of the things that kind of screwed them up. They were meticulous note takers. Mm-hmm. They wrote everything was detailed, detailed, detailed. So, you know, an anal retentive, mm-hmm. you know, horror story. But now we've got a lot of the everything's computerized. We've managed to put things. So deciding who's legitimately has a claim. Shouldn't be as difficult as it was post Second World War, where you know we now have progressed to the point where that information should be easier to access. And I'd like to see, you know, some people who have legitimate claims be able to go back. And and I'll tell you something: Cuba can't afford it, but you know who can? The American companies that were down there raping the land ahead of time. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's see if somebody wants to step up to the plate and say, you know, we do want you to get back at least some of what you got before we want to be you know we want to be in there there's it's a deal it's a deal we're gonna want something out of it it can be a compromise buy your property back right at at a discount right right. zero percent interest something along the why you know banks can borrow money for zero interest why can't an actual individual do it you know the people you're supposed to be helping the citizenry so, well, we'll see how long. I think the uh, the Fed's going to be raising interest rates either a quarter or a half a point before the end of the year. We'll see if, if gas prices stay low 
and inflation goes down, then you're going to want interest rates to go back up to even off the economy and keep it ticking along. Otherwise, nobody's going to be able to make money from money, and that's going to put a drag on the economy. That's a yeah. whole other thing I will discuss another time. So, welcome back, Cuba. Yeah? Yeah. We love absolutely. Cuba, yes? And- Rubio, wrong. Bush, oh, wrong. Please. These guys, it's the same Pandering, story. I know. Same story. They're no better than Schumer. These guys are worried about an right. electorate that really cannot get them reelected anymore. Right. Okay. Schumer may think that two million, or one point five or two million Jews in New York are going to be the difference mm-hmm. in his thing. Maybe the money behind him and the ads that they can run, perhaps. Same with Cuban community down here. Maybe they've got you know that kind of super PAC behind them somewhere mm-hmm. where they can run deceptive ads, uh, fear-driven ads, that kind of thing. They don't got that kind of muscle anymore. <laughs> right, they probably don't. Well, you know what? I'd like to see the Cubans with that kind of muscle. They deserve it. They've been, you know, we've been shitting on them long enough because they chose a particular, you know, because they made the mistake of letting Khrushchev put missiles on their property. And ever yeah. since then, we've told them to go fuck themselves. Well, not so much anymore. Attrition doesn't work. Okay? Nope. You need to talk with your neighbors. You need to talk with your enemies. You need to talk with your adversaries before we give death from above. Okay? Or simply cordon them off. And the other thing is, we're the only country cordoning them off anymore. This is the mm-hmm. same problem yeah. I have with the Iran deal. We're not the only players out there, baby. We're not the only players. We just happen to be the biggest player. Right. Okay? So when we do something, it's a major influence. When we go and say we're willing to normalize relations with Cuba, that's going to open up businesses from every place else because they're going to realize that if they, if we're doing business with them, they can do business with us through them. This is going to open up a whole new thing. It's, it's got to be good for the people yes. down there. It ha- has There's no downside to this. None that I can think of. And in the long run, the more exposure Cuba gets in the world, the more we shine a light on them, the more they're not going to be able to get away with randomly jailing dissidents and not having people right. know. People will start to scream about it in... You know, all over the place. We will get representation of that here. The iPhone is going yep. to change a lot of things. It's going to change. When we put iPhones in their hands, they're going to be able to communicate with their families back here. People are going to, you know, start talking with each other about what's available, what we can bring to them. And they're going to want to do that. And then we're going to see a revolution. We are going to see the leaders in power once the Castros die off. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to see... So, you know, the, the the new leaders are going to say, we're going to have to do an election. We're going to have to do it. Otherwise, nobody's going to stand for it. We're going to go back to the old days. It's like snapback, you know, this the snapback stuff from well, the Iran deal. Mm-hmm. We can put sanctions back in place anytime we want. Anytime we want, we can just say, guess what? We're not going to do business with you anymore. If, you, if you're not going to step up to the plate with freedom for your citizenry, then guess what? We're, you know what? Remember all those nice mm-hmm. things we said about you? Not so much anymore. You want the good stuff. You got to treat your people well. And I think that when you show them how to do that, that's going to be it. There Colin Powell said, you, you open up the door to Cuba, and in two years, communism will be gone. Sure. So, what's today's, you know, that was the, that was the, it was the 14th. Okay. The 14th is when they raised the flag. And the thing that, the quote that I gave, promises, made promises kept, when they took the flag down in 1961, there were three Marines that were assigned to the embassy there. Okay. And... One of them said, I'm, you know, I'll tell you something. I promise you, I'm coming back here to put the American flag up. And he was. That's he great. He was there. And that little warm te- the little cockles te- of your heart. Totally warms the cockles of my heart. He had a little tear in his eye. Mm-hmm. And John Kerry said, he said, you know what? Promises made, promises kept. 
You know, God bless. And, you know, those Marines. And these aren't, these guys aren't show toys. Man. These are Marines. Right. Let's not kid ourselves about the fact that they don't even, they, they, I'm sure they can kill you with a pencil. Frankly, <laughs> they don't even need the pencil. Right. Okay? These are real tough guys out there. Okay? These are real Marines. And one of them had, a, like, a tear in his eye. Yeah. What does it take to make a Marine tear up? Well, something as great yeah. as this promise being kept by this man. I think it is important stuff. Okay, this is a great, great day. And mm. I'll tell you something. You know what I'm looking forward to? Parties. Going to Cuba. Yeah. I'm looking like the old days. It's right there. 90 miles. It's nothing. There wouldn't have been a Vegas if Cuba hadn't shut down. I liked it. Yeah, that's yeah. that great line from the movie. Like, the, 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 the places we got the out here, the, the they're much swankier here. than the rub joints yeah. we got in Swank Vegas. Here. Yeah, because you can get away with more. That's mm-hmm. that great thing. I told you, look at this like. The thing with the guy's fucking Michael. a horse or whatever. <laughs> so there you go. We love Cuba. It's Tijuana on an island. <laughs> so, hey, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and I'll tell you, it's going to be great because 90 miles, it's like taking a boat to the Bahamas. Right. It's, right. Like, it's like going to the Bahamas. It's nothing. The ferries are going to be running back yeah, and forth. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll be able to get there. What do you think it takes in about, about three hours? Three hours and a, you figure it's. 30 miles an well, hour on a decent, at a decent I'm, pace. I'm going to look up some ferries. We'll, do the, we'll do the math. Yeah, wait till the hovercraft comes in. Yeah. Get those cars going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, that's a particular body of water that can get a little touchy at times. Yeah. <laughs> They've done it before. But, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the other thing I'm looking forward to is that first time when they have a big-ass hurricane and it fucks that place up and America goes in and says, we're here to help. Like we are everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're... You know, say what you will about America. American people are the most generous. Yeah. We give more to charity and to help people than any other nation on earth because we have more. So we should. That's that's a responsibility we need to have. Mm-hmm. You want to be powerful? You need to have a degree of magnanimity that goes along with it. And I can't wait for us to go in there and do something for them that genuinely where the citizenry goes, wow, terrific, man. They're our friends again. This is fabulous. So that's going to happen. They were all applauding. I watched it live. I watched the entire thing live. They were ecstatic. The, the citizenry there. This isn't one of those things. And you know, the Castros didn't put this thing together like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Ayatollah in Iran with his 200 people on the outskirts, you know, to get that burning American flag and put crop the video. Yeah. This was real stuff. They were all in the, they were, they were crowding the streets. They were coming out of their apartments yeah. with American and Cuban flags. Yeah, We have the same colors. Yeah. It's red, white, and blue on both flags. Yeah. Welcome, Cuba. Welcome back, baby. We love you. We love you. We love you. And if you've got a, a pretty decent 55 Bel Air convertible, okay, Tony C at SoFlowRadio.com, okay? I'm looking for a 55 Bel Air convertible. I got a friend of mine. He's, we got bucks for you. Real, actual American dollars. So you don't have to swap out currency and worry about that. You'll be able to actually use the money. Woo, baby. Enough about Cuba. Actually, it's never going to be enough about Cuba if we're here in South Florida. But enough about it. There'll be more. There'll be more. Got a great set. I've got uh, some Elmore James, a little Grace Jones, a little Warren Zevon. I've never seen Elmore James live, probably because I was born after he had passed away. But the other two I've seen live, I saw Warren Zevon live and I saw Grace Jones live. I saw Grace Jones on New Year's Eve at Paradise Paradise Garage, New York. We saw Varick Street. She came out at like 2 in the morning in a completely see-through sheer bodysuit. Okay, just, mm-hmm. you know, she's out of her mind, but we love her. She's Last great. week I did Slide Dumb Bar and Robbie Shakespeare um, doing the Marvin Gaye song, Inner City Blues. Well, on this particular Grace Jones track, Nipples of the Bottle, they are the bass and drums. 
They do almost all, they did for years most of the bass and drums for all of Grace Jones songs, which is why it has that incredible, heavy, funk reggae, you know, all great. I love Grace Jones. Big Grace Jones fan. We love Grace Jones. So we've got a great set here, and then we're going to come back, and it's going to be Trump time. It's Trump, 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 Trump. Lovely Trump. Beautiful Trump. So I've been I've been thinking about taking the spam song from Monty Python and replacing spam with Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump. Can Trump. be done. I'd like Trump with a side of Trump and some bacon and Trump and spam and Trump. <laughs> so we got a great set for you. Elmore James got to move on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
There, Warren Zevon, Excitable Boy. That is a live version that I came across from the Capitol Theater. That's from October of 1982. And the only reason that, that stuck out is because I have a couple of friends of mine, Adam Blum and Adam Bell, that were at that show. I was already up at uh, UVM and got a phone call from them a couple days later. They're like, hey, we went to the Warren Zevon show. And so I was going to, I wanted to play some Warren Zevon and came across that. I was like, hey, I know guys that were at that show. So even though I wasn't there, they were before that. Grace Jones, one of my favorites, nipple to the bottle. Kicking it off, Elmore James got to move. I caught a bit of that track, like from some movie that I heard. I was flicking through the channels and I couldn't remember with the song. And I was in my car and I heard the uh, Rolling Stones guy, you know, you got to move. And that's what clued me back in. So I thought I'd stick that in there. Some great original, you know, the roots of rock and roll right there, Elmore James. If you don't know who Elmore James is, hang your head in shame. That's pretty much the end of that one. So. It was Trump week, and it's going to be the summer of Trump, the winter of Trump. It is Trump, 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 Trump. I've got lots and lots of stuff to say about this because I wrote down a bunch of notes. And He gave on Friday, he was in New Hampshire, he did a press conference, and then he did a speech. 
Um, and then after that, he flew out to Iowa, where, you know, we'll get to the whole Iowa thing in a minute. This is one of my things. Everything there is deep fried and on a stick. My question is this. Have these people not learned how to use knives and forks yet? I also want to know when they're going to, you know, the Iowa State Fair is literally, okay, it's it's the diabetes industrial complex's wet dream. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a whole bunch of, of people serving tons and tons and tons of food guaranteed to clog your arteries. And then hopefully they'll get a kickback from the pharmaceutical industry that, you know, is the same people that are making all the drugs to help you because you ate all the deep fried food on Lipitor. a Lipitor. Yeah, Lipitor, Lipitor, deep fried Lipitor on a stick. That's what I want, the Lipitor Tower. The Lipitor Tower. You know, like a Golden Corral? They've got that that fudge tower. They need a Lipitor Tower right next to it. You know, a deep fried Lipitor on a stick. Mm. The best thing about the Iowa State Fair is that it shows every single politician sticking a corn dog in their face like they're sucking a cock. Every year, you have like 10 politicians who have a picture of themselves look like they're giving head because they're eating On a corn dog. On my list of things not to do when I run for office. Absolutely. See, a co- I'm going to have a special corn dog room constructed with those electronic detectors, you know, that scan for bugs. <laughs> the other thing is, what was the, uh, the, this year's theme apparently is bacon on everything. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with that to a certain degree. I really am. I'm okay, you know, I'm okay with bacon on just about everything. Yeah, I don't know. After a while, though, I mean, I can feel. I watch these guys mm-hmm. at the Iowa thing, and I watch them walking around and stuff like that. And I can feel my arteries hardening sure. as I watch it. But the most important thing is Trump. I am going to come out and say this right now: the longer Donald Trump stays relevant in the race, the longer mm-hmm. he is a man with a massive bank of microphones in front of him and a twenty-four percent. Uh, you know, popularity rating within the uh, primary voters of the mm-hmm. Republican Party, the better it is for the American constituency, for the American voter, the average voter. Because as I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, okay, Donald Trump is the thing. He's a creation. Yeah, he's of, the thing. He's the thing. <laughs> he's, he's the party that. He's the, he's the guest that Fox News invited to the party, mm-hmm. wanted to make the bell of the ball. They put yeah. a lampshade on his head, and now uh, he just can't go away. Yeah. He's the smell of bad fish that lingers in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's their own fault. How quickly we forget how in 2008 and 2012, every GOP candidate made a fucking pilgrimage to Trump Towers with their hat mm. in their hand, and right. every single one of them walked out of there with a seven-figure check. Why? Because yeah. Donald Trump... And this is... and. He literally he's said it. it. Right. He's saying it. He's he's pulling back the curtain on all of the people, okay, who think they're the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. You know, don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Don't worry about Cone giving backing up. You mm-hmm. know, the investment guy Cone backing up Christie. Don't worry about the Koch brothers. If you've noticed now, Coke. Uh, Coke Industries, lots and lots of brand new We Are America commercials. Okay, yeah. that's all over the airwaves now. That is on all the all the news channels. Okay, so they're really trying to get their PR machine rolling mm-hmm. because eventually it's going to come out that they're give that they're basically funding the election. They're paying a billion sure. dollars. Okay, to get what they want, whatever it is they want. It's pay for play. It's quid pro quo. Everybody knows this. 
but nobody wants to talk about it. And then there's Donald Trump, because Donald Trump has been the man behind the man for so long that he can come out and he said it flat out. He's like, I give to everybody because I want to make sure whoever gets elected owes me. Right. Yeah. Welcome. Like, like we didn't know, but it's nice. I think it's great. I think the longer he stays in, the better it is for sure. America. I wrote down so many notes on uh, some of this stuff. I mean, I've got stuff all over the place. One of the things that I wrote that kind of cracked me up was that the, you know, what Fox did basically since Obama got elected in 2008 is they have, first things first, Donald Trump has been a regular guest and call-in on their shows. Sure. He's been a regular guy yes. there. Yes. So, you you know, they're responsible. If, if it wasn't for Fox News, he would mm-hmm. never have thought that he could run for president. Right. They're the ones that gave him, because the last two elections, he gave you, he, he teased you a little bit. He wanted you right. to know that he could get it, but mm-hmm. he had to wait and find out if people were going to scream about the wives. Okay, Gingrich got rid of that, that mm-hmm. little, you know, MacGuffin taboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And now he's talking about money, and he said what I've been talking about for a while. He said that there should be at least a three or four year moratorium before you can become a lobbyist. How he said that, that in his speech. I we love it. He listens to the Groovathon, even though he's taking shots at you on Twitter. I know. Well, that's why I said he's going to have to come up with a compliment generator now. Yeah. He's got the insult generator. We need a compliment generator because he's right. He's right. He's the man that ain't nobody's bitch, and that pisses people off. If you can't be controlled by money, then this worries Roger sure. Ailes and the rest yeah. of the Republican the community and the Koch brothers. Not being able to... be be controlled by money is the way it's supposed to be yet it's the single most frightening thing to a candidate out there whose name doesn't happen to be trump or sanders donald trump as president is a nightmare to me but i will tell you why i'm glad that he's running first of all i love that the Koch brothers and all these people have wasted they've already wasted their money all of the money that they've spent propping up all of these other puppets and will continue to spend wasted the the two parties, the people that are going to be the nominees for the two parties are the two people that neither party wants, but the respective group of Americans does want. Each Bernie and Donald are the people's choice, not the party's choice. The Republican Party doesn't want Donald to be the nominee. And the Democrats want it to be Hillary. Yeah. But uh, but the American people are, are not bothering with the script anymore. They're not reading it. They're not buying it. They're ignoring the play. They're ignoring the dog and, pon- and pony show. Frank Zappa said politics is the entertainment division of the military-industrial complex. The American people have tuned that show out. All of the money that went into the production, all of the money that both parties are funneling into their choice is wasted. It's gone because the people have chosen other people. And now it's going to be the clash of the titans, the clash of the people that haven't been touched and can't be touched by by those people's money. Donald because he has his own and Bernie because he ain't taken any. Bernie he's because like, he's, he's actually like Gandhi. Authentic. He's like Jesus. The only money that he's taken is from little people and unions and such. Well, I And it's nothing. And I'm I'm so loving this. Some of the notes I wrote down, I, there was one I was like, so basically Fox has created an angry, bitter, fear-driven constituency. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when you do that for a long enough period of time, what happens is you get a backlash because eventually they become angry. When, you, when somebody says you need to be angry because this isn't getting done and then you get angry and it still doesn't get done – then what happens is they get angry at you. Well, you said if I got angry, you'd get this done. If I right. got angry and voted viscerally, 
from right. a position of yeah. anger, then your people would go in and you would keep the trains running on time. And absolutely, they have not done that. Republicans, as Mitch McConnell said, they sought not to do, but to undo. Yeah. They sought not to progress, but to conserve, but to keep things the same and to give, to just say no to everything. No to everything. And yeah. now Donald Trump is coming out and saying, guess what? That's not a political, you can't use that as a political manifesto and think people aren't going to get pissed off at you. Because people elect, you know, people elect politicians to government under the belief that they are going to do something to improve their lot in life. Right. Whether it's through making infrastructure better so the roads are, are easier to drive on and your car doesn't break down as much, which saves you money. Whether it's with better health care, whether, it, whether it's with better negotiations abroad. So we're not wasting our money when the Middle East should be fighting its own battles. This is one of those, you know, those things that, that Bill Maher talks about a lot and, and I've spoken about as well. The The Middle East doesn't want to fight its own battles. Trump at this point is the only guy willing to fight the battle for campaign finance reform. Him and Bernie Sanders. Bernie. And now Bernie's been wanting it for years. years. Talking about okay, for years. Now there is a third player that is going to come in. A Harvard professor, Lawrence Lessig. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a professor of law and leadership. I believe he's got you know, that's like yeah, I don't yeah. I but he's class. doing he's doing something I thought was very interesting. He wants to have a presidential campaign. He's going to do it on a Kickstarter. He's hoping to raise a million dollars by Labor Day. Um, and he said that he is going to run for president with one platform only. Okay. Only. Campaign, vigorous, vigorous, stringent campaign finance reform. And he says once that gets done, he'll step down. So okay. his pro- choice for vice president, mm-hmm. uh, as a running mate, it's going to be very, very important. He's like, look. This is the only thing that matters because once we get rid of this, then we can achieve all the other things. And sure. I'm not good at that. And I need somebody who knows how to do those things. I'm good at this. Right. I want this to be taken care of. I have respect for that. He's, there's no way he's going to win. But he's a voice that hopefully is going to be heard. And that's the thing about Donald Trump. He's a voice that's getting heard. He's a whack job. There's no way he's getting elected. And nothing makes me happier than him being a part of the Republican Party. As I said last week, I've never been so glad to be thrilled. This is the candidate they deserve. It is. And he's literally, I've said this on many shows, he's taking the Republican Party, at least this huge section of them, where where they've always wanted to go anyway. Where they were anyway. Right. Like I said last week, they were already there. And Donald Trump is showing up and going, oh. I know where these people are going. I will lead them. Yeah. <laughs> I will lead them, even though they're already headed in that direction. He's giving them but, what they want. But he's giving the voice. And, and he, you know, people say he's tapping into something. He's not fucking tapping into <laughs> shit, pal. There's no tapping. There's no something. There is no tapping into something. What he's doing is he's pointing out that money has infested mm-hmm. the, the, the politics in America to the point where Congress doesn't care what citizens think anymore. Our elected officials are no longer beholden to the citizenry whose votes they rely on to put them in office because those votes can be bought. And so what they rely on is the people who have the money that enables them to purchase those votes, whether it's through convincing people through television ads or giving them kickbacks on projects, the, you know, Joe Blow off-ramp and casino, you know, something like that. Sheldon, Sheldon Adelson... There was a great line. Sheldon Adelson thinks that there's nobody worth buying. He's not even. He's not interested in buying anybody. None Love of the it. candidates are worth buying right now. 
according, you know, according to Sheldon Adelson. Why even bother anyway? You like Newt Gingrich? I mean, you know, Chuck Schumer ran. He'd be behind him because he's so pro-Israel for the wrong reasons, in my opinion. But, you know, I think it's hilarious that that kind what, of stuff. What if you held a slave auction and nobody showed up? That's <laughs> Really? What, that's, that's it. What if you held an election and nobody paid for it? Yeah. What if you held an election and nobody bothered to pay for it? The, the, the enormous amount of money we are going to waste on this is phenomenal. And the other thing people like about Donald Trump is they're not he's not taking somebody else's money. He's literally putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say what you will about this train wreck, okay, of a human being. Okay. He really mm-hmm. is, you know, guy's gone bankrupt many times. This is another thing. It's always, he's he's already, I love the way he speaks because he's, he, he, Make he makes his comments as if he's already won the election. Mm. We will have the most powerful mm. army. We will have the greatest economy in the world. We uh, jobs are going to be brought back. He's saying this, and he speaks about himself yeah. in like the third person yeah. at this point. And meanwhile, all his merchandise is made in China. But Absolutely. he's going to bring this back. Everybody wants to discount Congress. I'm going to build the biggest wall. I've said this week after week. Great, with yeah. your own money. Because right. if you think. That you go in there and build a 1,500-mile, 12-foot-high concrete wall, and Congress is just going to say yes? And pay for it. And pay for it. You know, the citizenry wants to be fed. Yeah. <laughs> some schools would be nice. Schools about, would have some road repair. There you go. I there. see a bridge or two that might need some touching Yeah, I up. think our infrastructure <laughs> is definitely crumbling. I, one of the jokes I wrote down for myself was, this is a group of people that don't like flow. The, yeah. uh, the flow from television, those ads, it, she mm-hmm. represents progressive. They hate flow. That's that's where their mindset yeah. is at these days. Uh, what else did I write? I wrote down, yeah, my favorite Trump line. Absolutely, my favorite Trump line of all. I cherish women. I cherish women <laughs> all day long. Yeah. Also, he said. Also, he said that the uh, the 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 book. The nothing beats the Bible. Nothing beats the Bible. Nobody beats the whiz. I was gonna, I was gonna get some Bismarcky and do nobody beats the biz Bismarcky to go online with that. But he's like, the art of the deal is the second best book, but the Bible's the best book. But he, I'm gonna tell you something. The reason Donald Trump is good at what he's doing right now is because politics is about the art of the deal. Mm-hmm. Say what you will, the guys, you know, say what you will about Donald Trump. I, you can't. Do, do what he's done and not have some mental chops, some business chops, some deal chops up there. He has no details. Everything is sans specifics Yo, yeah. with the right. Don. Right. It was like Ross Perot all over again. Right. That I'm going to do this. Other, I'm going to do that. Right. He has the platform of Ross Perot and the tone of Rush Limbaugh. Hey, very good. I like That's not an original. Somebody I wrote that. Somebody else said that on TV. That is not an original line. All right. I always give credit where credit is due. That one's not mine, but it is right on the freaking money. It's exactly what he is. He mm. is the he's coming out and basically saying our country screwed up. I'm rich and I'm not going to be beholden to anybody and that's why you should like me. I'm rich, vote for me. I'm rich, vote for me. Whereas everybody else is saying I've got a rich guy on my team, vote for me. Right. I've got a rich guy. I got a rich master. I've vote got a me. rich massa. Not master, massa. Let's get that. I've got a rich pimp. I'll leave the inflection for you. A rich pimp yeah. is what they freaking yeah. have cuz right. they're all Whores. Yes. At the end of the day, yep. Okay, they are far more concerned about keeping their jobs than doing their jobs. And ninety some odd percent of the people who win elections are the people that raised the most money. And people that have money yep. know this, and they know that the people that are trying to get elected know this. 
Yep. You, they're all a wholly owned. The, four, the, the New York Times said that of all of the money that has been donated to the political campaigns this year, half of all the money was donated by 400 families. Wow. So if you think that there isn't a Illuminati yeah. in America, you know, pulling strings behind your back, that's what we need, the Godfather logo, you know, the, sure. the puppeteer thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, what we need are the Koch brothers doing that, and then yeah. 17 little strings yeah. coming off of it with each of the candidates. That's a great picture. I wish that somebody would be draw a, a cartoon picture. of that. You know, because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's an oligarchy. It's okay. a, it is a plutocratic oligarchy. There mm-hmm. you go. And the thing I like about Donald Trump being in the race is not so much that he is a complete and utter embarrassment to the Republican Party, because Fox created the Frankenstein, and now Frankenstein is <laughs> coming <laughs> coming back, and you know he's coming back to kick some ass, it's wrecking the house. But he's also pulling away the veil of. Mm-hmm. Of secrecy. He's, you know, I want to have everything open. And I think that it would be interesting because he was saying that he thinks that every person who contributes to a campaign, it should be out in the open. Mm -hmm. And I think I I want, please, Donnie, Donnie, baby, honey, sweetie, I need you to listen to Tony over here. I need you to go in front of that big bank of microphones. I'm looking right in the camera. Donnie, for you, baby. I want you to say that you challenge all of the other candidates out there to post every dollar that has been donated to not just their campaign but their hack their political action committee he tore away the shreds on this one jeb bush is playing golf with the guy who runs mm-hmm. his political action committee but they're not supposed to communicate mm-hmm. crock of shit right complete crock of shit okay citizens united basically oh. took this country it took you know it was bad enough before that. It really right. was bad enough before that. Citizens United literally opened up the floodgates. And now, if you've got a lot of money, your voice is heard. That is not a democracy. No. That is not a democracy. And Trump, for as long as he stays in, is going to be pointing that away because he's, he's his own bitch. He, mm-hmm. gets to, he gets to whore him. He gets to pimp himself. This is the longest political exercise in self-masturbation, you know, in, in, in masturbation that I've ever seen. That's what he's doing. He's he's basically jerking himself off and laughing about it in front of the entire American public. And at the same time, he's saying, guess what? These guys have somebody else giving them a reach around them, but I mm-hmm. do it myself. Right. I do it myself. Yeah. All the rest of them are getting fucked in the ass, but at least the, the at least mm-hmm. the Koch brothers are going to give you a reach around by getting you elected so that once you're mm-hmm. done with that job, you can go on and make millions of dollars as a lobbyist. Sure. It's a stepping stone to riches. We talked sure. about this last week. That crime not be, should right. not be a stepping stone. And if you are currently in Congress, you're a fucking criminal and you know it. There yeah. is no way to be elected to high level office without having committed a crime. Can't be done. Cannot be done. Cannot be done. Not you Bernie. Are, you know what? I'm willing to bet you that at some point or another, and I say this hanging my head low, that Bernie has had to take money from somebody and probably had to do something, vote for something, be on the side of something that he didn't necessarily be with. However, he's not a sellout. He no. probably, you know, he probably, he's one of the few people who, who I can, I have no problem thinking, said to himself, yeah, I got to do this, but I need to do it to stay in office so I can do a lot more good on these other issues. And then he actually got to those other issues. Yeah. So we love Bernie Sanders. We're, we're very pro Bernie Sanders. I want, I still yes. think we need an all New York ticket here. We nah. need Sanders Trump 
2016. It'll be them against each other. Which is fine. All New York lineup. This Al Smith right now has a stiffy in the grave. <laughs> He's got a stiffy in the grave. My boy Al Smith who lost the 28 election. You know, that was his theme song, The Streets of New York. That was his theme song for his campaign. And then he lost every state in the in, in the biggest landslide in, in American political history in 1928. His Hoover wiped him out. Of course, where did that get us? Yeah, less than a year later, the economy tanked because it was all fake. That's the other thing. All these all these other people, they're fakes. They're fakes. Yeah. They're yep. all phonies. They're and all it's going to be these two guys. Class that's of the, the Titans. Thing. You know, say what you will about Donald Trump. Obviously, there's nothing I would like more than to see him actually win the candidacy because that's a guarantee. The Democrats are going to win no matter who the Republicans put in, frankly. Mm-hmm. I'd like. I'd rather see somebody like Jeb Bush, Rubio, one of these, you know, fly by, you know, one of these people go mm-hmm. in there and watch Hillary or Bernie you know, jump up and down on their head. Because once you get down to a real debate and these people are going to have to answer questions, uh, you know, specifics. Yeah. I'd like some specifics. I watched yesterday on the Sunday talk show on Fox News, Wallace, Chris Wallace, interviewed Ben Carson. Okay. I swear to God, you know, Chris Wallace is a smart guy. He has been in this business a long, 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 long time. He knows what he's talking about. He asks some tough questions. And he's very, you know, I like Chris Wallace on the on the Fox News Sunday show because when he's got somebody on that's a Republican that obviously Roger Ailes wants to prop up, Chris Wallace asks the tough questions. He really will go at you, and then at the end he'll give you he'll give you that silver platter thing to make you sound great. He'll give you the abortion thing so you can scream and yell, which is what he did. Ben Carson. My first thought was Ben Carson didn't actually he he didn't know how to answer the questions. He just didn't know. He doesn't have the political chops. He doesn't have the knowledge. I don't care if you can open up a guy's head. Okay, The fact that you know how to get to and repair the physical brain doesn't mean that the one you have in your head right. okay, is suited for politics. And, and my first thought was, I wonder if Chris Wallace gets off the air all the time and just goes, oh, God, I can't believe I'm <laughs> on this team. Now, the, the, the interview with Ben Carson was just ridiculous. And he... Very much like Donald Trump, no specifics, nothing. It is all glittering generalities. That's it. It's it's rhetoric. It mm. is hyperbole. It is how much fear can I stoke? How can I, you know, let's raise the American flag. We're going to be tough. Really? How? How? Where are you going to get the fucking money? Right? Where are you getting the money? Yeah. Where's the money? So I watched that. That one, you know, once again, just made me feel so much better because... When I listen to somebody like Bernie Bernie Sanders answer questions, this is a man who's done his homework. He's a smart yeah, guy. Right. He's a smart guy. And he's been an activist since and he's day a, one. So he knows the issues. He's not, he's been, he's not faux anything. He's the real flip McCoy. flop on anything. He's been consistent about his message since day one. Absolutely. And then, you know, and I don't mind people changing their minds as long as they say, you know what? No. I, I think, you know, especially... Somebody who says something like, you know, I was against this, but then again, but after all these years, I started watching this, this, and this, and now we progress. I've changed my mind. Mm. I've changed my mind. But now you've got Huckabee who says that a 10-year-old girl who just got raped can't have yeah, an abortion. Right. These yeah. people are against abortion even when it comes to saving the life of the mother. Like, the life of the yeah. unborn That's is right. more important than the life of the living. That's I right. Mean, explain this to me like I'm a fine This is what... This is the kind of thing that Republicans will be relying on. This, mm. the email scandal. Yeah. So I, have, I have a friend of mine 
that asked me why I hadn't been talking about it. I said, because there's no rush. It'll be this this is a scandal, whether it's real or imagined, right. it will go into perpetuity. Right. It's never going to end. And it's, it's irrelevant because it's going to be Bernie anyway. There you go. <laughs> That's how we end it, baby. Bring it up there. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, 2016, baby. Put a real person in office, right. all right? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something else. If Joe Biden gets in, I'd almost be okay with that. I like Joe Biden. Working man on the on the side hey, of the, the working way, man. He's the Democratic Donald Trump. He also can't open up his mouth without something bone, some yeah, bone except, flying yeah, out of it. The difference is, is that the difference is that Bernie Sand- is that uh, Joe Biden knows his shit. Absolutely, Joe Biden knows what he's. He fucking just about has now. a little bit of an editing problem. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely, I've got no problem with that. Yeah. I don't need to be. Yeah, I have an. I have an editing problem. <laughs> so you know what we're gonna do now. We we did enough about Trump. I swear to God, Donnie, I love you. I love you. I'm a little bit rock and roll, and you're a whole lot of wacko. But I love you, baby. Stay strong. You got to keep talking about campaign finance reform and shit all over the other candidates. I love it when he calls out the other guys. He goes, yeah. "I took a million dollars from yeah. Rand Paul. I play. He begged me to play golf with him, and now he wants to badmouth yeah. me. Of course, to badmouth me. I'm running again. Well, you know." Back then, I was your best friend, right? When you wanted money. So, money. it's all about money. money. Follow the money. Follow the money. Watch the Coke ads. Also, a whole new series of ads from all the uh, the military companies. Boeing. Um, there's another one that makes it. We defend America. Mm-hmm. You know what? Those commercials aren't there because they're trying to get people to purchase their products. We can't purchase a McDonnell Douglas product. Okay, right. I don't have that kind of money to purchase a thirty-five billion dollar Air Force jet boondoggle. Right. Okay, they're putting that up there because they want they want people to feel better about them. Same thing with the Cokes. Mm-hmm. Please feel better about us while we fuck you royally. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm easily fooled by that. Wait, no, not so much. Hey, you know what? I've got some serious good groove, and I already said it. I posted this morning. This is the only show you will ever hear where I have positive things to say, where somebody has positive things to say about both Donald Trump and Africa Bombada in the same hour. Coming up, I got a great groove. I saw Africa Bombada and Soul Sonic Force open for Black Uhuru at the Old Palladium. Nice. Great, great show. I went there with the son of the guy who was managing the band Kiss at the time. He was living in the same building. He had extra tickets. Front row in the balcony. Nice. They have a nice big thing. And a guy right next to us had this sucrete thing full of joints. And he just kept smoking one joint after another. Like three hours. <laughs> he must have gone through like seven, eight joints. Every once in a while, he'd pass one down our way. Then it would come back down. But, you know, he, he put, sits down, puts a sucrete box. Yeah. Right out on the thing. Opens it up. Pulls out a joint. Close it. Smokes the whole joint. Yeah. Puts it out. Puts the roach back in. Pulls out another joint. That's three you, three right. plus solid hours of this. Anyway, man, I've got a great groove here. We're going to get our dance swirl on, baby. Our groove club swirl on. I'm going to see if this one mixes right. It's the Groove of Don on SoFloRadio.com. I rap a lot. What you gonna do when the beat go drop? What you talk about, Willis? Who the illest? You know my name is Adam. Stop calling me Phyllis. You hear so much like what's the glamour? It's just me naked on the cover of glamour. A phenomenon, pandemonium. The club is blowing up like plutonium. What's all the fanfare? What's with the dude? Wouldn't know when to bring the hullabaloo. On stage or at the spa? Guaranteed they bring the brouhaha. Look at your brouhaha. Look at your brouhaha. Look at your there's a commotion that's going down I don't more shit than you drown the clown I'm like that, 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 that
Africa Bombada, Soul Sonic Force, looking for the perfect beat, and they freaking found it, pal. No question about that. Before that, Beastie Boys, the brouhaha from Two to Five Boroughs. Yeah, you know why? Because it's an all-New York election, baby. Welcome to Brooklyn. Bernie and Donnie going to be doing it up. It's Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good time to be alive. It's a, good, it's a good time to be alive. Hey, I've got just a little bit of time left. You know what that means. i got to take a little time to take care of the people to take care of. Me. You know who I'm talking about. Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. Dave is now, you know, I said last week, I marvel at the fact that these guys can guys can make stuff. He's now doing stuff for Chevelle's where it's a plate that goes over the rocker panels. And the only reason I know that it goes over rocker panels is because I saw the movie The French Connection. It's the only reason I know what a rocker <laughs> panel is. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then obviously you don't know The French Connection as well as you should, and you should be ashamed of yourself. That having been said, these are the guys that... <laughs> These are the guys that absolutely get it done. He's now got that second lift in there, so he's got business out to yin-yang. Go on in. It's Groovathon approved. Mention that you heard about him on the Groovathon. He's definitely going to be able to give you a discount. Dave, Tracy, the entire SAE, SAE certified crew, bumper-to-bumper coverage, no matter what you've got, okay, these guys can take care of it. 954-247-9362. Of course, you can always go to the SoFlow.com radio site, SoFlowRadio.com. Site, there we go. Click on Tony C's Groovathon above today's lineup of songs. You will see a link for Precision Auto Works directions, the phone number, all of their services, which is anything that has to do with the car. I had cars on my mind. I was watching the Meekum auto auction this week. There's some sweet cars. Porsches are now starting to come back into play again. The uh, European cars are starting to get up there in, in the money. The mid 70s and 80s Porsches, the one with the, the, uh, the, the, the really the slope front on that. Of course, it was the 71 Hemi Cuda convertible that went for $2.3 million because there's like 20 of them out there or something like that. Any event, you know what that means. It's time for the drive groove. You know, I you know, I always got shredding Steve's and stuff like that. I found a different shredder this time. Do a little audio slave with gasoline on the drive groove of the day on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
Radio Slave with the Drive Group of the Day. Almost missed that one. I got a note from my friend Rebecca Celeste Anderson. Said she can see me. Hey, guess what? Hi, Celeste. All the way in Istanbul, Turkey. She handles all of my Eastern Bloc operations. Hope everything's going well out there for you, babe. You know I love you. By the way, my mother says hello. My mom's always a big fan of Celeste. Hey, coming to the end of the show. I'm going to come back next week and try and do the exact same thing again. Just a little bit better. I've got extra groove today. I've been given permission by Los Georges to do some extra groove. It's a prodigy song from uh, their CD, Music for the Jilted Generations. And this is one of those songs. This groove is just too cool not to play. It's such, it's so groovy that I can't, I can't help myself. And I had this on a mixed CD. And in 2001... I was out in Lake Havasu, and I had to go to Sedona, Arizona on a business trip. And we were there for a couple of days. It was with timeshares. And so one night, we were going from Sedona to this casino, which was about 30 minutes away, um, for dinner and, you know, go hang out and gamble or whatever. And so I had to take, uh, when you're driving from Sedona to go to the casino, you take well, one uh, Route 179. And there's two, two very incredibly scenic roads in Sedona, 89A, which is the switchback. And then 179, which goes from Sedona to the Black Canyon Freeway. And the Black Canyon is what is the main road between Flagstaff and Phoenix. And it's one of those perfect Sedona days. It is 6, six o'clock at night. Sun is going down. The Red Rocks are beautiful. It's upper 70s, very low humidity. I've got the windows down, and I've got the CD in, and then this song came on. And it was just perfect. It was, you know, and I remember, you know, music takes you to places. And so, you know, this song, I'm going through my files. You know, I, I had a, I didn't have a chance to put together the music throughout the week, which is what I normally do. I'll write down, you know, like, hey, that's a great song. But I didn't have that chance this week. So yesterday I'm going through files. I'm like, well, okay, I've got 200 songs here I've been dying to play. Let's start picking through some of this stuff. Let's start going through. And this one came up. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy memories. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Hey, Donald Trump is good for America, baby. Not as president, just running for president. As a candidate. As a candidate, we love him. And since he's never going to get elected, who the hell cares? <laughs> so the final song is called Three Kilos from Prodigy. As always, I get to live the dream. So mucho mahalo to everybody out there. For myself and my friend George, as always, aloha, peace, good night, Mom.
Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com.